When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Elon Musk ran a poll to find out if he should step down as the head of Twitter. The House committee, based off of the January 6th riots, decided that it would be best if criminal charges were brought against former President Trump. And I'm going to talk about finding peace. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. I am the host of this show. I'm also the co-founder and I am the CFO of 3T Warrior Academy. I'm also the co-founder and CEO of Age of Radio that isn't as well known as 3T Warrior Academy, but it will be. Um, so um, if you want to do me a huge favor, like and subscribe to the podcast right now before we move on, I'd really appreciate it so you can get notified when these new episodes come out so you can listen to them if you enjoy them. And then also, if you can follow me on your favorite social media platform, it's at Age of Jeremy, anywhere except for Twitter, where it's at Age of Jeremy Q. And so I want to talk about Twitter users vote for Elon Musk to step down as CEO. Twitter Inc. users voted for Elon Musk to step down from his role as head of the social platform in a poll. The billionaire entrepreneur said he would respect potentially leaving the company devoid of senior leadership. About 58% of the 17.5 million votes cast were in favor of Musk stepping down from the leadership role. If Musk heeds the results, it would mark the end of a 53 chaotic days at the helm, which has involved dismissing top executives, eliminating roughly half of its employees, and spooking advertisers. So what are my thoughts on this? Well, my thoughts are this. I don't think that Elon Musk wanted to admit that he was doing a shitty job. So he gave himself an out by running a poll so that when people are like, oh, how do you think that you ran Twitter? He said, well, I thought I was running it good. I knew that I was running it good, but it wasn't what the people wanted. And I'm all about the people and they voted me out. So I'm going to vote myself out. That's what I think that he's doing. Um, but I could be wrong. I don't have any ill will towards him because I really don't care if he runs or owns Twitter. I don't think Twitter is in need of any type of saving. I don't think the world is is better or worse without Twitter. Um, I do think that they have a lot of problems that they have to solve. They have, to pro- they have a problem of how to get video better. They have a problem of how to get content creation stuff better than you like a content creation studio. They need to integrate video into it. Um, and some people may say that that kind of changes what Twitter is. But if Twitter is going to survive, I think that that's what it has to do. Has to wait to has to find a better way to make money and keep a cost down. Now, I do think that it was smart to get rid of people. And as much as I hate to say that, they just over... They just did overdid it like they overdid hiring and they didn't need to have that many bodies. And so I think that that was a big lesson learned and can be a lesson learned for you. If you have a business, maintain the people that you have 
give them a little bit more money, give them a little bit more responsibility and skill them. And you may not have to bring on all these other people. And then do you, I mean, when you think about it, you don't have to create ridiculous hierarchies of managers upon managers upon managers. There's other ways to do it. And if you look at like scholarly, scholarly articles about management and leadership, they talk about these because there are PhD stu- people and students that research this stuff all the time. There's always a better way to do something. So I think that those are some of the things that Twitter has to, has to do. But I think that Tesla is hurting because half of their stock fell because half of their stock their stock dropped half price right because of elon musk doing these ridiculous things and i think that he should just focus on like i've said it before tesla and space x so i mean um leave me a uh hit me up on twitter or on snapchat if you uh have anything that you want to say about it let me know what your thoughts are in regards to elon musk again twitter at age of jeremy q you can also snapchat me any other question and i'll do my best to video respond back because i'm trying to do that with my growing fan base which if you're listening to this i'm hoping that you're one of those people um so the other great news that i heard today um which i don't think anything will come of it was uh the january 6th committee's final public session recommended that criminal charges be brought against uh donald trump so the january 6th committee used its final public meeting money money final public meeting monday to summarize its 17 month investigation with a simple closing statement all roads lead to donald trump the committee members repeatedly pointed to trump's personal involvement in nearly every part of the broader plot to overturn the 2020 election and focus squarely on his role in the violence that unfolded on january 6th so i know some people are saying oh they're going to do it so you know he doesn't get back into office i don't know if there's a big conspiracy behind this i think that we let uh someone who probably shouldn't have been the president become president. And I can't blame people for voting for him. The democratic party has been a long time being becoming aristocratic for some reason, um, looking down at middle-class individuals and poor individuals. And they're not doing a good job. I'm part of the democratic party. There are things that the party needs to do better. What I don't, what, what I I'm sad about is that there are people out there that felt that the things that Donald Trump told them, that they believed that he had their best interests in mind. And I, I just, I, I feel that people were bamboozled by him. And I, I feel bad, but at the same time, those same people have been getting lied to by the Democratic Party. So you can't really blame them, right? Politics in our country have become so horribly, horribly, horribly stupid. And... I, it just breaks my heart. Not only that, it breaks my heart that no one, I cried on the day that the January 6th riots happened because I am so against in, in anarchism or in anarchism with communism or communism, whatever you want to call it in that philosophy, there's no Kings and no leaders. Right. And I know that may be a hard, a lot of hard for maybe very difficult for people to understand because of the fact that when we think of the countries that have communism, they have ridiculous fucking dictators. But my point is, is traditionally there, it's trying to get back to giving it all back to, to the people where the people run it right in a better, in a better way than what we've seen in the past. And those people have say in what happens in the businesses and the things that they create. Right. And so when it, it, the fact that a man's face on a flag was put up at our capital is horrible to me and it was very difficult for me to be okay with people that were okay with that 
but still want Donald Trump to come back and be their president. And it, it was a lot for me to deal with. There were times when I was just really frustrated with the people that were around me. Not that they had to be Democrat. I didn't give a crap about that. Be If you want to be conservative and and, and I'm not doing this to be a jerk, but if you want to be conservative and think that God should be in schools and gays shouldn't get married and, you know, people should have abortion, fine, whatever. We can talk about those. We can put science up to things. We can have discussions about it, whatever. I'm fine with that. But the fact that you, the, the group of people wanted Donald Trump's face to be on a flag and they hung it on the Capitol is the most ridiculous thing that I could think of and the most un-American thing I can think of. And it breaks my heart that people people did that. And I try to love everybody as much as possible. Sometimes it's harder. Um, it's hard to do when people are, are being that far led astray that they are willing to give up power to an idiot, especially an idiot like Donald Trump. And so I just, I just feel that. And, and again, I, I, and the only reason why I'm saying this, and I'm not saying that I personally know Donald Trump, but I have had people that I have worked with that have known the, the to have known the Trumps. And that is the, um, the sentiment that I got from them. And so, so, and this was many years ago. And so, and, and they didn't know them like super, super personally. They knew them in like side business, like not side business dealings, like bad business, dealings, but in business dealings and, you know, conversation and things like that. And, and, and I'm sure that Trump, has done good stuff too. I'm not saying that, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that it's difficult for me to see and feel that you as an American would be okay with a flag of a man being hung on her capital. And I, I just want to leave it at that. Do I think that, or that part of that, do I think that, do I think that Donald Trump will be prosecuted. I don't. I think this is going to be very symbolic. I don't think he's going to be prosecuted. I think he's going to run again for president. And who knows, maybe he will become the next he will become the next president. Um I hope that he does a better job. I hope that he spends more time in his religion thinking about what are the right things to do for the people. I don't think that everything that he did was bad ill intent. I think that at the end of the day he was still only looking out for himself and his family to make a name for himself and his family. But at the same time, that's what a lot of presidents do, right? If you think about all the wealth that's created from previous presidents and how they use that fame and that um, and their their relationships um, to propel them to different types of book deals, to different kinds of speaking tours, to 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 other things, depending on whatever they want to do. You know, th that's something that does happen, and I get that. But I mean, also too, from a moral value, all the people that are conservatives, I mean, they were okay with the way that he talked about women and the things that he. I just, it just, it, I just feel like everybody was duped. And it breaks my heart that people were duped and it breaks my heart that they still think that this person can help them, which is, you know, not surprising um, just based off of how certain types of religions work when it comes to the help that they can get from their religion and things like that, uh, or from their pastor, or from their pope, or from, you know, their religious deity or whatever the case is. Um, and so a lot of things are led blindly. Um, so it does make sense if people do follow blindly. Um, and so I'm not saying that's a good or a, I'm, not, I'm saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm not saying that I blame people for it. It's if we look at how people are raised, then the people that follow this individual, it makes sense for them to have followed this individual blindly. And I think that that means that we need to do a better job with trying to educate people on certain aspects of 
the world so that they can make better informed decisions is what I'm saying. And so do, but again, do I think that he'll be prosecuted? No, I don't think the department of justice would prosecute him. I think that this is just going to be a symbolic thing and it'll be something that the Democrats can hold over his head during the election run. Um, and, but on the flip side, just everybody knows I don't think Biden should be the net run for next president again either we need something more innovative we need um I, i'm not even going to say youth we meet need more people that are innovative in the white house that's what i'm going to say we'll be right back so today i wanted to talk a little bit about peace and things that i'm doing just to find uh more roads to peace right things that are working for me i don't necessarily know if they'll work for you but I think that over the last five or six years, while I've been really working many, many hours, tired, not spending time on myself, not spending time um, with my family and friends and relationships, one of the things that I noticed that I actually really enjoy being around family a lot, and it brings, not maybe not family, yes, family, but also about friends and having relationships that are meaningful relationships that I have um, people that I can count on to talk to, open up about, and be more open about how I feel about things. I think that that's something that we need to, that men and women need to do more. I think women do a good job at that because they um, tend to be, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, say that I know stuff about women, but based off of my observances, females seem to be more open to being able to talk about their emotions and feelings with other females um, and other people so that they can get a good understanding of why they're feeling, how they're feeling about something. And I think men need to do that as well. It was really sad, sad uh, that the Green Ranger committed suicide and then Twitch, the, the dancer from the Ellen show also committed suicide. And, and I think that some of that is, yes, there's mental just disorders that could be there, mental disease that can make them feel a way that even they may not be able to get out of, even if they start to get help. And I understand that. And that's, that's a different conversation. Um, if that's, that exists. But my thing is, is that a lot of the times people have men and have things on their shoulders and they don't have the ability to express how they feel about those things. Um, and I think one of the ways that can help people, people do that is by being open for men to share how they feel about those things. Um, and that's a societal change that we need to get to because that's, I mean, we need to get to a place where, where men can come to a friend or to uh, a relative or someone and, and, and open up to them about how they're feeling and saying, Hey, I'm having a hard time with this. You know, would you mind listening to me while I, while I talk through this? Or can you give me some advice in this? Or I'm just really in a tough spot. It's rough right now, you know, and, and I'm, my mind's leading me all these things. I can't sleep. What should I do? Um, you know, and, and, or, or a, a man waking up and saying, Hey, I should be able to go get therapy. And so, so to me, being able to have more better communication with my wife over the time that we've had, you know, been doing therapy, um, or, or counseling or whatever you want to call it. And then those times where there's these buildups and just being open and us saying, Hey, you know, I want to let you know that this hurt me when this happened, or I felt this way when this happened, you know, is it possible we can talk about it more than all the time? She's willing to talk about it. Right. And it doesn't become, and it, at first it kind of was a tit for tat thing, but then we started realizing that we were doing that. And then we learned ways to not do that. And, and then, and then, so along with that, 
making it so that my wife doesn't have to bear all that load all of the time, right? I know that, um, you know, and so so trying to build good friendships outside of, you know, my mine and my wife's relationship, build friendships with my family, having them over was great for this last Friday during for a Christmas little party. Only two of my cousins showed up, which is fine, um, because those are the people that I'm going to remember, and those are the people that... Um, uh, are going to be the ones that I go to when I need advice or when I need help with something. And that's okay. Not saying that I'm going to burden some burden. I don't mean this in a way where you should burden everybody every time that you have a problem. But like my point is that if I ran into a problem, then you know, I could go to my cousin Ricky or to my cousin Christy or, you know, to my friends, um, uh, CJV or to May or to Dustin or someone and talk to them about it. And that was taking me a really long time to, to kind of get to be able to say, I guess. And I didn't think that it was hard for me to say um, until I actually started to try to say it. And then I realized that having that ability to talk to these people really find, helps me find a sense of peace and calmness. And, and so then I was like, okay, well, I'm getting a sense of peace and calmness from that. What are some other things that I could be focusing on that are helping me to get, you know, more to, to move myself further and get kind of continuously get my shit shit together. Right. And so, because I, I, you know, my niece said something to me once um, that has really stuck with me. She said, like, everything doesn't need to have like a purpose. Some things can just be for what they are for fun. Right. Which is absolutely right. And so, so I think being able to relax and have like fun and it not always to be, to be about working out. There's lots of goals that I want to accomplish and that journey is fun and we can still do that. But, you know, learning about new things, playing games with people, playing video games, going out, having fun. Um, I'm not, you know, drinking is not, you know, I think that's kind of more a waste of my, the time, but like maybe going out and playing pool or going bowling and having those experiences or traveling and sharing adventures with people and f- photos and things like that. I think that that's something that brings me peace I'm finding and and I want to to have like more of that because it seems like the 39 years that I've been alive the first 20 were a pain in the ass and then the other 20 have been like just working and so I don't really want that specific feeling anymore even though I want to achieve you know some of my goals and so so when I look back I'm like you know getting in a regular routine of exercise has helped bring me peace because it's a way for me to you know let go of like all the things that I'm dealing with during the day from a physical sense right and then spending much more time in meditation and breathing recently has really helped and so um there is a meditation that i talked about on uh, tiktok that i've been doing more so there's two parts to how i do it so there's chanting the heart the heart sutra um and so so the heart sutra um just because i don't want to give you um false uh, information here <laughs> um the heart sutra is a um is essentially a, a sutra in mahayana buddhism right um uh and it has like it, it it essentially what it is is you chant it you write it you repeat it you do all this stuff in it and in this sutra avalokitesavara addresses saraputra explaining the fundamental emptiness of all phenomena known through and as the five aggregates of human existence, which are form, feeling, volitions, perceptions, and consciousness. Avalokit Sovara famously states, form is emptiness, emptiness is form, and declares the other skandhas to be equally empty, that is, dependently originated. 
Avalokitesavara then goes through some of the most fundamental Buddhist teachings, such as the Four Noble Truth, and explains that in emptiness, none of these notions apply. Uh, this is interpreted according to the two truths doctrine as saying that teachings, while accurate descriptions of convenient truth, are mere statements about reality. They are not necessarily reality itself. And so the Heart Sutra is the most recited sutra in, in, um, in East Asian Buddhism. And essentially that's because when you recite it, you like, it's almost like, for lack of a better word, like you're becoming a Buddha as you're citing this, right? And it's one of the pathways in Shingon Buddhism to help you know, get you and prepare you to become a Buddha in this life. And so the first part of my meditation that I try to do as much as I can during the week starts with that. And then it goes to a, 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 a meditation called Ajikan. And if you go to my, my TikTok, sorry, I might've said Twitter earlier, but if you go to my TikTok, you can see the image, but it's like, it's like the letter A in Sanskrit and you there, it's usually sitting on a Lotus flower. It's, it's in gold. The, the background around, it's like a darker blue. And then the, the part around the, the letter A in Sanskrit and the Lotus flower, like white. And so you, you sit and you meditate and and sit and visualize it with your eyes half open until you can kind of get to a point where you can do it with your eyes closed and you can imagine it in your third eye. And what it does is there's many, many doctrines and books about this specific Sanskrit letter A. And in Japan, there's tons of different writings about, you know, it's, it's representation of formlessness or dependent origination or bringing or the beginning of something, uh, the beginning of you becoming a Buddha. Like there's so many things that are talked about with this specific letter um, that I want to research, spend more time researching it, delving into it, writing about it. Uh, because those are the things that find me peace. Like writing finds me peace, sharing these things find me peace, but I don't do enough about it because everything's always about fucking business or investing or crypto or whatever that I don't get to talk about like the things that I really, really enjoy that I think can be beneficial for mankind. Um, I mean, even if it's like two of you out there that take it and roll with it, cool, right? And so I've been spending, so I've been thinking a lot more about that and, and, and that's been helping me understand and find peace. The other thing, as I've mentioned on my last podcast episode about the, not the Twitter spaces, one, the one before that about ice baths was that like being in those still moments and understanding the stillness and the quietness of the world and being in that quietness and sitting in that and realizing that right here is the only time that matters really brings me peace. And most of the other stuff that we do doesn't matter, right? When, when it, when it has to do with building good relationships, good friendships, um, and, and that's where my peace is at. Right. And so, so, so that's one of the things that I'm trying to do more. And so like, if you were a religious person, I would really d- ask you to dive more deeper into your religion. If you want to find peace, it doesn't have to be Buddhism. It can be Christianity. Even though I say some negative things about Christianity, if the car, if you're following Christ, you're reading the scriptures, you're reading the old Testament and the new Testament and studying and not being, being beat down by all the garbage Protestant doctrines and the religions. Um, I think that you could go really, really deep with your, your practice and you can pull this, this sense of just stillness and peace out of it. And that goes for the fact if you're a Mormon, if you are a Sufi, if you are a Jain, if you're, um, if you're a Muslim, um, that can be found in any religion. And that's why, what, one of the things that also frustrates me about, um, our politics and the freedom of speech and the freedom of religion is that the most important thing that we have in this country is the freedom of religion along with the freedom of speech. And I think that that freedom of religion, we forget that because all of the religions, in my opinion, lead to the same place. And if you 
would spend time and whatever that is, I feel that you could really find peace. Um, and that, and that's not to say that we need to negate science or we need to say the science and the religion can, cannot, cannot coexist on an individual level. We just understand that they don't need to coexist on a government or on a research level. And I think that that's one of the things we try to do. We try to take our belief systems and religions and oppress upon them inside of the society. If I was ever in a government, you know, space and they asked me what I believe, I'll tell them. Right. But that's not going to, that's not going to push my, my belief system in meditations and in Buddhism and Buddhism cosmology are never going to be put into a place as best as I can of policy. Right. But I do want everybody to remember at the end of the day, if I'm have a, if I'm stuck up against the wall and I have to choose between the government and my family, I'm going to always pick my family and my loved ones. And that's how you should think about every politician. Because at the end of the day, if they're stuck with a gun to their head, they're probably going to choose their family and not choose America. But that's a different story. Um, that being said, um, uh, uh, so that's one of the things working on, on, on finding peace um, is spending time with more individuals and building stronger relationships. Um, so I have a good support network because um, a good support network, it can really help in times of need. Um, and then and then going deeper in my my Buddhist practice um, so that I can really find how to how to create a stillness at any type of the day and that relaxation and then then sharing that with people because that's what I don't get to do and that's what I enjoy enjoy doing is sharing those types of theological conversation or theological thoughts on the practices um, and then the other thing is, is, um, I, I do, I do really enjoy lifting weights. I enjoy what we do at the, the fitness center. Um, even though I hardly ever do it because I'm never there. Um, and I don't watch any on demand videos or tell anybody that. Um, so I have my own workout routine that I do. Um, and then, and then getting deeper into martial arts, martial arts, bring me peace. Yoga brings me peace. Um, trying new things brings me peace. Like right now I have like toe spacers on and it has just opened up my spine and my back and my neck. And I just feel so good that, that, that when we have these pains in their body, there might be a reason for them. And so that was one of the other things that I was looking at. So I always have a pain in the same spot on my back. And one of my heroes, Israel Rigardi, Dr. Israel Rigardi, he would say that that pain in your back, yes, we can do chiropractory to help, to help calm it, right? You can do certain things like yoga and things to calm it, but there's an emotional thing that's not being met in your life. And that pain is being being placed in that area. And that's something that we need to make sure that we're doing, that we're looking at and saying, okay, what is really causing this? And what can I do in my life that needs to be solved so that I'm emotionally satisfied and I'm happy and that pain dissipates. And that's how we create this calming and peace throughout our body. And that's something that I'm also working on. And I hope as I go through these journeys, I can share the, as I go through these adventures of this journey, I can share those things with you through this podcast. And so, um, uh, again, this is just me sharing it. If, if you can try some of these things out, you can go and research. I encourage you to do it. Um, uh, one of the places that I've been spending a lot more time on my yoga, um, not only with the yoga with Mo at the Academy, but also, and by that, it probably through on demand, um, but also through Black Swan Yoga and Gaim Yoga. 
um, uh, on-demand videos and things like that. You know, it, it's interesting if you just take like 15 or 20 minutes a day, what those yoga practices can do for you overall. Um, and then, and then looking and then going deeper into it, uh, maybe and finding out like more, getting more involved with the Kundalini energy and the rising of the serpent, along with some of the great, great mystical practices that come with Shingon, um, that bring us closer to an enlightenment. So I hope to share all that with you on this podcast, um, and get more, more deep with, with those kinds of things. So, you know, I'm not going to stop the tax stuff and the business stuff. Cause I'm, I'm a leader in those areas and authority in those areas and the small business stuff. Um, but I do want to go deeper with those things that I enjoy because I think that those are the things that can make us happy and they can also make us, make us very, um, uh, allow us to help us persevere when we're doing things in our work lives and our daily lives or within our goals that we're trying to accomplish that peacefulness and those, that ability to stay calm and to find that still point can help us persevere through those difficult parts of our journey and of our life. So, um, remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind, and I'll talk with you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Age of Jeremy. If you liked this podcast, which if you made this far, hopefully you did, make sure that you like this podcast and the podcatcher that you're listening to it in. And also, um, if you could subscribe to it so you can get access to this anytime these episodes come out, that would be fantastic. And then also make sure that you... Uh, rate this podcast or this episode in your favorite podcatcher. I'd greatly appreciate it so we can get in front of more people. The opening song was Brave Faces Everyone by a band called Spanish Love Songs. The closing song was by Illuminati Hotties on a song or a song called Threatening Each Other Recapitalism. I'm recording on a Neumann microphone, so go check those out. That's N-E-U-M-A-N-N. And then I am also recording through Steinberg's Cubase on a Zoom L8 Be thankful, grateful, and kind, and we'll talk with you next time. Bye.